is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in, everyone, to the first edition of 2021 of the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. Here with John Graham, producing till 7 o'clock, talking area high school basketball. Plenty to get to over the next hour. A lot has happened uh, since we last spoke in the last couple weeks, the holiday season. Traditionally, we're talking about the after effects of the SAC holiday tournament without the tournament this year. Had some other events going on, the Ops uh, Holiday Hoops uh, Tournament. Out at Carroll High School is a one-day event on the 22nd. That was a uh, an inaugural event that brought together a lot of schools from inside the area and outside the area. That happened just before Christmas. There was plenty of non-conference action to speak of. Hall of Fame tournament down in Newcastle, both on the boys' and girls' side. Norwell getting a couple wins on the girls' side. Blackhawk Christian boys getting the two victories of the day to win the championship there. And, oh, you know, NECC, ACAC tournaments coming up. We'll talk more about those with Bryce Vance later on in the show. He usually joins us to start the show right at 6 p.m., but he's going to join us a little later this evening with a lot to get to. Coach Chris Johnson, Homestead Spartans, hopefully will join us here in just a couple minutes. And Mark Redding of the Carroll Chargers on the girls' side, coming off a big win on Tuesday night in Ossian over Norwell. A battle of an 11-2 team, state-ranked teams, and Carroll, with their pressure defense, and able to get up and down the floor quickly, able to really pile it on Norwell, led by as many as 24, ended up winning by 13. Norwell, to their credit, never laid down, got within single digits a couple times, but uh, overall... A great, well-played game over the uh, on Tuesday night between a couple of really good basketball teams, and the fact they're in three A and four A uh, is uh, the fact is that both of those could go very far in the postseason. So we hope to talk to Coach Mark Redding uh, in just a couple minutes. We may try to get a hold of uh, Coach Redding here as we're waiting for Coach Chris Johnson. Bottom of the hour, Coach Ed Bentley, Westview Warriors, will join us. We're going to talk about that NECC tournament coming up next week. We're also going to talk to Coach Bentley about his first year at Westview and um, how he's come from Angola over to Westview. And without Charlie Oder, a guy that really filled the bucket the last couple years for Westview, and uh, him departing, a lot of people expected the Warriors to fall down the standings in the NECC but it's been anything but for the Warriors in a very competitive conference. We focus so much on the SAC and NE8 here, but the NECC out of the four major conferences may be the deepest in terms of competitive basketball on the boys' basketball side of things. So Coach Bentley, we'll talk to him about 6.30. And Bryce Vance, our favorite Vance, will join us at the end of the show today so plenty to get to and and plenty of basketball coming up tonight as well as uh brett rump finishing up the sports rush here just a bit ago he will be live from wayne high school tonight 7 30 blackhawk christian and wayne boys basketball that game will be uh, about 7 30 depending on when the uh, jv game wraps up but uh, the undefeated blackhawk christian braves taking on the wayne generals generals then will come back tomorrow play a conference game 
tomorrow evening against the Northside Legends in a game that uh, is uh, quite intriguing coming up tomorrow. Also tomorrow, a girls-boys doubleheader, Southside and Homestead was going to be a girls-boys doubleheader. Excuse me. Now it's just a boys game, Southside and Homestead. Uh, girls out. Uh, it will be moved um, later on in the season in terms of uh, when those two teams will play. So uh, you'll at least hear the boys game coming up tomorrow, Southside and Homestead. Caleb Hatch on the call in that one. I mentioned earlier a Tuesday game that uh, we caught in uh, that I was an Aussian for. And it was a good one. Norwell and Carroll, a couple really good basketball teams, a couple very similar basketball teams, both in style of play and personnel in terms of what they're made of, in terms of a lot of underclassmen, and Carroll getting a big win on the road. The head coach of the Carroll Chargers is Mark Redding, and he joins us right now. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Absolutely, sir. Congratulations. We talked post-game on Tuesday night, and uh, you were excited but also a little concerned uh, at times with how your girls played after building a big lead and letting it slip away. But we also spoke about the value of playing those types of games in the regular season. It has no ramifications in the conference. It has no ramifications for the playoffs. You're in different classes. And both you and Eric Thornton echoed each other in saying, look, we got better playing that game on Tuesday night. Yeah, that's why you want to play um, teams that's going to help you get a better better understanding of what your team needs to do, get prepared for the tournament. And so if you look at Norwell's record and you look at our record and, and you know, Homestead and Southside and, and many others, you see there's some quality teams that they're playing. And basically that's just to, to give us a better read of what we have to do to get better so we can make a good run in the tournament. And, Coach, it was a big game because, uh, you know, Emily Parrott, one of your leaders, had to battle foul trouble, and you had a lot of young girls on the floor at certain times of the game. These girls have developed over the last couple years. They've shown out, played really good against Homestead, played good all year, but really, you know, took another step forward against a, a very, very talented roster of Norwell. Well, and that's a great thing about playing quality teams like Norwell. Because, like you said, we're, we're, we're a somewhat young team, and the more we play into these games, the more we play into tight situations and things like that, that's going to help them develop as a player, and that's going to help them when we're in that situation in tournament time. So, you know, having young players, it, sometimes you you got to go with the mistakes and everything, but you're hoping they learn from the mistakes so that when it does become, you know, a one game takes all, that they can handle that because they've been in those situations. And what continues to amaze me, Coach, with your group is is the depth that you can go nine or ten deep and not lose a lot on the floor, and it allows you guys to stay fresh and, and then allows you to put that up-tempo pressure style on for a full 32 minutes. And it's a luxury that not a lot of coaches have at the high school level, boys or girls, and you seem really comfortable in dipping into that bench, and it really shows you know, late in games when your girls are fresh and maybe some of your opponents that, that are shorter on that bench aren't. Well, there's no question I've been blessed with these great, great players because, uh, as you said, you know, when you have players who are very passionate about the game and who are very competitive and they come and they make each other better because of practice, because what you see in games is what they do in practice. And that really helps our depth because it really, if they can handle our pressure in practice, they should be able to handle those type of pressure situations when it comes to a game. And so it really helps us um, 
get ready for these type of opponents because of how we practice and how they go at each other. They, they, you know, it's it's cutthroat with these girls because they're so competitive. They want to win. So when we play five on five, it's just not playing five on five. It's bragging rights. Who's going to win? And then they go in the locker room. And they talk trash. <laughs> Coach Mark Redding, Carol Chargers joining us here in the high school coaches show. And, you know, Coach, December was a, a bit weird for you. And everybody has kind of gone through these stretches. You know, you're, you play December 5th and then you don't play again until December 29th. And then you have four games in two days. Take us through this, uh, the, the weird sequence in December, having the long layoff and then coming back and playing four games in two days. Well, the, the great thing about um, what we went through, we after we played four games, we kind of needed to have a break mentally and physically because you're talking about four tough games. And as young players, yeah, they're used to playing a lot of games, but mentally you start um, breaking yourself down because, you know, you just need time for your body to recover. And so fortunately, this came at a good time for us where we gave our body and minds opportunities. And then when we got back, um, we had to get back in shape. We had to get um, us back into the where we were um, pressuring the intensity, the energy that we had. We had to get that back in a short period of time in practice. Like I said, these are special girls. And when they get, when we got back from this quarantine, they just, it was almost like they didn't lose anything. They were just, the minds were focused, the bodies were great, they pushed themselves, they worked their butts off, and it, it really helped us get ready for the for that Northridge tournament because of the way they were prepared themselves. Coach, you know, we, we I kind of joke that I, I look at your roster the last couple of years and I can't, they're very similar players, a lot of very similar attributes and skill sets on this team and we joke about it, but it also feeds into the strength of this team is that they're so versatile. Everybody can go in and get a rebound and start the break. Everybody can make a shot from the outside. Everybody can, you know, find the open player and make that extra pass for an easier shot attempt and, and it's just so effortless when we see that. So it's almost an advantage for you that you have all these girls that have very, very similar skill sets, whether it be Emily Parrott as a senior, all the way down to Lexi Castator, the freshman, that's looked good for you. That's that's the key right there, is that we're so versatile, and, and so when we match up with teams, we, we can match up with them now because of the versatility we have with the girls because of their skill level, because like you said, and I said this earlier, I said I have eight to nine girls who can shoot the three. I have eight to nine girls who can handle the ball. Those are attributes that's going to help you in situations because when you're playing a team that has a big, they got to come out and play us. If they don't, we're going to take advantage of it. So it gives us it gives us an edge when it comes to mismatches. And when we do find those mismatches, we try to attack that because of you know we can post any of our girls up, and they're pretty good at recognizing, like you said, um, the openings. And so what happens is that they're good at. Um, knowing where people are at and then making that extra pass. And that's what makes this team so good is that they make that extra pass um, to get their teammate open. And while there may not be very many fans in the stands, it is loud in gymnasiums with Carol because Mark is yelling and and every time (laughs) and coaching and coaching and coaching and nice and extra pass and there she is and all that stuff. It's it's fun to see see the energy there. Do you find yourself doing more of that because of the youth of this team, or is it uh, is it normal Mark Redding out there? It's it's pretty normal um, for me because I'm such a fan of the game. And I, I enjoy watching good teams play. And, and, and it's just so fun to coach this group because they, 
you know, I, really, I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to myself, basically. <laughs> but I, unfortunately, I'm yelling it rather than saying it. And I just enjoy, you know, when when I see the other team make that extra pass for a person to get a shot, I say, hey, that's a great pass. That's a nice shot. And I, and I compliment the other team because it's good basketball. And, and when you see good basketball, you it is it is fun. And I get energized. And, you know, and it's the thing is, I want the girls to understand if I'm in the game, they better be in the game. And so I think sometimes the way um, you go about things reflects off the girls. And if I don't say anything, then they don't say anything. So I try to bring that energy um, to to the sideline, and hopefully that contributes to the to the court. All right, Coach, you sit 12-2 and two right now. you got seven regular season games remaining, and six of them are in conference. So a lot to decide here. What do you want to see out of your team's uh, continuing nine straight wins? You get to Wenger at home tomorrow, and then uh, and then it's, it's several more league games up to the end of the month other than a, a trip to Carmel. So what's this group got to do to potentially lock down an SAC regular season championship? Well, we just got to be consistent. Um, we just got to go out and do what we we do best. We can't really try to do something we're not capable of doing. We just got to be consistent in all a- aspects of the game. You know, our defense has been been our calling card, but our offense is starting to develop. And I think as we go and, and the more we start playing consistently, our offense will start uh, hopefully start uh, taking off and, and taking some pressure off our defense. But you know, any coach would tell you you're looking for consistency and you're just looking for the kids to improve in, other, in the weaknesses, and, and that's what we're working on right now. All right, buddy. Hey, appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Congratulations on nine straight wins, including the big one at Norwell earlier this week on Tuesday. Good luck tomorrow night and going forward, buddy. I'll catch up with you. I appreciate it, Justin. You have a good one. Absolutely. You too. That was Coach Mark Redding, Carroll Chargers, joining us, his team 12-2 and on the girls' side, 2-0 and in the SAC, undefeated. They've beaten Homestead, and that was the first regular season loss for the Homestead Spartans since they joined the SAC. But if you look at the standings right now in the SAC on the girls' side, south side atop the league at 4-0, Carroll at 2-0. Again, we're in quarantine we're for a little bit in December, missed a couple league games. There are three teams with one loss in the SAC right now. Homestead 4-1, Concordia 2-1, Snyder 2-1. Again, we get back to league action tomorrow night in the SAC with four games on tap. Once again, that's Southside and Homestead girls matchup off because of quarantine. We're going to take a break. Actually, before we get there, John, I want to mention this about Mark Redding. He talks, 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 talks on the sidelines, and he talks, 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 talks to the officials. But in a back-and-forth you know, cordial way, you know, when he has an issue, he'll he'll make an issue, but he also will joke around with officials. There was a play where a ball was tipped and, and rolled out of bounds, and the official made the call to go one way or the other. And Mark, as the official's running back, says that was your best call all night, is what he said. I mean, it was an easy call, and he's you know, that was your best call all night. And uh, it was just kind of funny. I mean, that, that's just the relationship that Mark, Mark's been a, a long time coach in this area. And those type of guys just, you know, they, they have the respect of the officials. They know when they can push their buttons and when not to. But uh, those kind of inter- interactions always crack me up because we we're focused so much on the negative between officials and fans and officials and coaches and officials and players that uh, it's cool when you get moments like that. And when both uh, Mark and the official uh, had a chuckle with that one. But we're going to take a break. Come back. 
Chris Johnson, Homestead Spartans, will join us after the break. We also have Ed Bentley of the Westview Warriors coming up. Bryce Vance as well here heading towards 7 o'clock where we'll... uh, We'll join Brett Rump, Blackhawk Christian, Wayne Boys at 7.30 this evening. So plenty more basketball to get to tonight. You're listening to the inaugural edition of the 2021 High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Playoff football starts on Saturday. The Indianapolis Colts travel to Buffalo to take on the Bills in the AFC wildcard round. The Colts at 11-5 are the seventh seed in the AFC, and they'll look to up in the Bills who clinch the two seed with a record of 13-3 and an AFC East championship for the first time since 1995. Join me, Matt Taylor, Rick Venturi, and Lara Overton on Saturday for countdown to kickoff beginning at noon, followed by game action at 1. It's win or go home. Hear all the action right here on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The FM. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug. Okay, class, let's bump it up tonight. Come on, Lee Moo, keep peddling. We got to build our endurance to let more people know that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need. The pink bird legs. Hey, don't talk to Lee Moo like that. I'm not. I'm talking to you. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. KFC's Colonel Sanders here. We all love sitting down to a home-cooked meal with family, but there's rarely enough hours in the day to do the cooking. So let me do the cooking for you. Well, not me personally. That's just a turn of phrase. Your KFC will do the actual cooking. The point is, let someone else do the home cooking for you. Come to KFC and pick up a $20 fill-up. That's eight pieces of chicken or 12 tenders and all the fixings to feed your family. Order ahead or use contactless delivery at KFC.com. Limited time only at participating locations. Only prices may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. Delivery service and additional fee supply. Mom, Dad. Before you throw out those unused medicines, just think for a minute. Grandma, Grandpa, all you guys take meds. That's why you got to dispose of your old pills correctly. Those pills for your back pain or migraines. When you throw them in the trash, those medicines can become lethal in the wrong hands. Our Our hands. hands. You may be finished with that medicine. But those pills are making me real popular at school. My brother James could think they're candy. Our dog loves to get in the garbage, and those meds can make him sick or worse. So So stop. stop. There are better ways to dispose of your unused meds. There are lots of police stations, local pharmacies, and hospitals that are approved to take in unused meds and dispose of them safely. Disposal sites are close by. It's easy, and it's the right thing to do. For For us. The ones you love. To find a medicine disposal site near you, visit www.safe.pharmacy. A public service message from the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham producing High School Coaches Show here till 7 o'clock. And if you stick around a little longer than that, you'll hear Brett Rump live from 
Wayne High School, Blackout Christian and the Wayne Generals boys basketball game tip-off around 7.30-ish pending the JV game, which uh, is always scary, John, because, you know, football, it always starts at 7 o'clock, right, every Friday night. And, uh, and, and basketball games on Friday nights, or any night for that matter most times, you're always worried about that dreaded overtime JV game because it could go forever. Oh, yes, yes, I know, because I used to be in pep band uh, ah, okay. at, at Homestead. Uh, and you'd uh, have and to wait and wait and yes, wait. Wait, wait, wait for the, you know, for the JV to, you know, to finish their game and then varsity. Yes. So, yeah. And then, then sometimes they go double overtime. It's dribble. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. rough. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. You know, we like to support our JV teams, but still. Yes. But they should just end in a tie. That's yes. what I say. Yes. And in a tie. Yeah. Like soccer. You know, still right. works for the most popular right. sport in the world, I guess. So, all right. Uh, you went to Homestead, and we're joined by a longtime Homestead Spartan coach. It's Chris Johnson, head coach of the Spartans. Coach, how are you? Justin, John, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Uh, do, do you get as frustrated standing there waiting for the JV game to get over as we do sometimes if it goes late? No. Uh, of course not. You want to see your kids get better. I, I'm there for the support. Uh, Coach Lyons does a fantastic job with his kids. I love watching those kids play. So it could go on forever. It just makes it to where I'm a lot more nervous than prior to the game, <laughs> uh, before our game starts. Uh, John, I, I tell you, I don't remember you. I don't know what year you graduated, but I'm going to apologize now if you got in trouble and I was the disciplinarian uh, to where I had to suspend you or something. So I'm apologizing <laughs> to you just in case that happened. Actually, no. I was a very good boy in high school. <laughs> well, good. I mean, I, I don't remember these things. I think a lot of times families think that I uh, I pick on their kid and uh, – you know, as long as you do what you're supposed to do, I, I leave you alone. And, uh, you know, and I, I'm sure that you did that. But I don't remember these things. When you get to my age, you know, you forget quickly what has happened from year to year. So, uh, you know, again, I, I, I'm glad that you were the, the good young man doing what you were supposed to do. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. Uh, coach, you may have uh, forgotten a lot of stuff over the years. We sure as heck haven't forgotten how to coach basketball. And you have a lot of kids that know how to play basketball pretty darn well this year, sitting at 11-0, and heading into uh, a game tomorrow night against Southside. And, you know, a lot of the buzz over the holiday was Fletcher Lawyer dropping 50 against Marion at the Bill Green Athletic Arena, the most ever scored by an opponent in that arena. And uh, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal night. And, and Fletch, you know, talked to him a couple of days ago. He said, you know, I didn't really know I was a 48 till somebody told me at the end of the game, you know, right before he shot some free throws. But uh, from your perspective, what kind of game was it for Mr. Lawyer? Well, uh, you know, fantastic shooting night for him. I mean, he 20-28 from the, uh, uh, for the uh, night for the, from the field. I think he was 6-10 from the three, uh, made four free throws, four for four from the free throws. Uh, give him a lot of uh, credit for hitting those shots, you know, uh, making the, the open jump shots, making the free throws. But I give a lot of credit to the, uh, you know, the other players of finding them. And that's what makes this team special. Uh, nobody's worried about their own individual glory. They're finding the right players. Uh, you know, our rule players are doing the right thing. Uh, Luke is doing a fantastic job making the extra pass uh, when he's being, uh, you know, hounded by, you know, defenders. So, you know, very fortunate that I'm a part of it. Uh, you know, it's fun, and I, and I shared it to him tonight. 
when they when they move that basketball, it's it's fun to watch. Um, and it, you know, I'm not here to pat myself on the back. It's them making the plays and doing what they need to do to make us successful at Homestead High School. Yeah, the impressive thing is is everything that these guys are accomplishing individually is within the context of the offense. They're not feeding Fletcher or Luke or anybody more just to get them points. It's within the natural flow of the offense, and it's flowing pretty darn well right now. Well, right now, and that's why you know you keep on knocking on wood that we stay healthy, that our kids understand we continue to make the right play, to make the right basketball play, trust your teammates. You know, that's something I think at the beginning of the year where we, we forced a lot of shots rather than letting the offense come to us. Now uh, these kids are understanding that uh, the game's a lot easier when you just make the extra pass. Varsity players can make open shots. So, you know, that's what we continue to stress to them. Uh, you know, continue to find the open man defensively. Uh, you better be prepared to defend at a high level uh, because these kids can really, you know, knock down shots, and especially when they're moving the basketball the way they're moving it. You know, you have a, a two Division One players on this team, and, and Luke was, was the guy last year. And it can be difficult for some kids to share that spotlight, but you mentioned Luke a little bit earlier. He's almost averaging over 10 rebounds a game. He's leading the team in assists. He's, he's playing a tremendous g- good basketball. It would be easy to say, I'm still the star and I want the ball fed to me, but he's just another guy in in the context of this team that's doing what's best for the squad and, and, and putting up big numbers while doing it. Well, great leader. Um, you know, he, I, I've been very fortunate and blessed uh, uh, to have been around great basketball players through the years to make, uh, you know, us successful at Homestead. And he's a big part of it over the last four years and especially this year where he's making the right basketball play. And I try to, you know, stress to him and and to uh, Fletcher, you know, they're going to Illinois and Purdue, whether or not they score 10 points a game or they score 30 points a game. Uh, They're going to Division I for a reason, the way they can play the game of basketball. It's not about the points. It's about now, uh, you know, seeing how far we can go. And, you know, first and foremost, win the SAC, and then win March hits to see how far we can go in the state tournament. But, uh, you know, Luke, and I, and I stressed it to him, he's making the right basketball plays. He's doing the right thing. You know, all of our kids are, and that's why it's, it's been fun to watch. You know, just like the other night, here you have Grant Simmons scoring 32 points against North Central. You know, he had the hot hand. You know, they were keying on uh, on Luke and um, on Fletcher, and, uh, you know, we were finding the, the hot hand that night, and that happened to be Grant Simmons. And that was kind of leading to my next question. We talked so much about Fletch and, and, and Luke, but Simmons is big. Leaper's been big. Colpine's been big at times, the supporting cast of this group. And I think, you know, one of the concerns that you had preseason when we spoke was where's the physicality going to come from that we lost from last year's team in terms of banging in the inside and getting rebounds and, and playing defense? Do you feel like a lot better than maybe preseason? Did you get an answer on whether you have that physicality to compete in the post i am i mean i'm feeling a lot better uh you know uh, andrew uh, leaper is playing a lot better and it comes down again to our role players doing you know what they need to do for us to be successful uh, a lot of unselfish kids uh doing what they need to do uh and again coping uh coming in defending at a high level um you know, Quinn Harmon and the Kopwicki brothers, uh, you know, all of them, when they come in and get their minutes, you know, they understand, and I shared it at the beginning of the year, it's just like six years ago when we had uh, that great group, uh, you know, with Swanigan and those guys. 
you know, the, the players around Swanigan knew who the man was, but the man also knew that they, he needed those, that supporting cast uh, for us to be successful. And I'm seeing the same uh, thing with this group of kids. Uh, you know, they understand, uh, you know, where the majority of the shots are going to come from. But, uh, you know, our kids uh, are just making the right basketball plays, and that makes it fun from a coaching standpoint because it's fun to go into practice. You, you, you watch good basketball. Uh, you know, for an hour and a half, two hours, and you go home, and, and you feel pretty good about yourself. So, um, you know, hopefully we can continue this uh, run, uh, but we have a, a tough stretch coming up. You know, we're halfway done through the season. You know, we're 11-0. and We still have 11 games left in the regular season. And then after that, we'll, we'll see how far we can, we can take it once March hits. Goes right before the uh, Christmas holiday. You and you and the brother got together, uh, South Bend St. Joseph, with uh, with brother Mark. Everything okay with you guys after you uh, knocked him out by twenty five? <laughs> well, I, I think so. Uh, you know, he, he's a, a fantastic coach, and, and again, I rode his coattails uh, to where you know he got me where I am today, and I'm I'm very blessed and fortunate to, to have a a brother like him to, uh, you know, kind of guide and lead me the way. But, um, you know, we, we were hot that night. Uh, we, we got on them early. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're up by 30, I don't care who you're up against. You know, it's awful tough to come back from that. Um, but, you know, our kids had a hot hand that night. We played uh, extremely well. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can continue that stretch. Between you two, almost 900 career wins as coaches. Uh, a little insight as as kids. Who was the uh, the better basketball mind when you guys were younger? Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, he's 13 years older than me. I mean, uh, you know, he's 64. Uh, no, let's see. What is he? 60, oh, he's 12 years older than 67. I'm 55. Um you know, I my mom and dad were forty uh, when they had me. So you know, he was I was a uh, you know pitching at little league or when I was playing basketball for for Brookville High School. You know, he he would always come to the big games, and you know, very fortunate to have you know a great family, great supporting cast with my parents and and, and brothers and sister um, to where you know it's a it's a loving family, and I'm I'm very fortunate from that standpoint. All right, coach. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk games coming up. You have Southside tomorrow night in a big league game. Uh, first off, let's talk SAC. And and you know, we, we with with COVID, it's kind of unbalanced, and we're getting games in where we can. Hopefully, we can get get on a roll here on Friday nights. But uh, how the how the SAC is shaping up, and what you you want to see from your kids here as as you guys try to lock up another league title. Well, it, it continued to get better. And, uh, you know, again, each and every night our kids are coming into practice and playing extremely hard. You know, I'm seeing our, you know, numbers, uh, you know, numbers 7 through 12, 6 through 12, really competing at a high level. You know, a lot of these kids could go to, you know, some of these surrounding schools and get a lot of minutes. And, then, and, and again, I'm, I'm very thankful that, uh, you know, they continue to work hard, uh, continue to wait their turn, uh, to where, you know, the, the program can continue uh, the way it's been going. And, again, and that's a tribute to the players, a tribute to their unselfishness and, and their work ethic. Um, but, uh, you, know, you know, hopefully that's going to continue. And, again, uh, you know, we have a, a tough game against Southside tomorrow night. 
Um, you know, I know that uh, they're capable of, you know, any, any of these teams in the SAC are capable of knocking you off if you're not prepared and not ready to play and the shots aren't falling. Um, you know, right now we've been fortunate to where the shots have been falling at a, a, a good uh, pace for us to where we were, you know, able to jump on people. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's going to continue. But I, I continue to stress, you know, continue to play that hard defensively and we'll see where the offense brings us. Uh, and see what happens towards the end of the game then. Coach, final question for you. You know, I know a lot of people circled next Tuesday on their calendars, and if we were we were like normal, it would be packed uh, at, at Homestead for sure. But I watched two teams on Tuesday night out at Norwell, Carroll and Norwell on the girls' side, two really good basketball teams, and that game meant absolutely nothing in the conference. It meant nothing in the postseason. They're in different classes. Same situation with you and Blackhawk, and both coaches were said the same thing after the, after the game, that, hey, we got better tonight, and I feel like as much as the hype and a lot of people are going to say, okay, we're finally going to find out who's better than who. But I feel like you and Mark are to be in that same position. We just want to see how we match up with one of the best teams in the state, regardless of class. Well, and that's what we've been, you know, trying to do this year is, uh, you know, beefing up our schedule to see where our deficiencies, to see where our weaknesses are, what we need to improve upon. Uh, you know, I think everybody's goal, uh, when, when March hits is to be the last team standing. You know, I've, I've been very fortunate to where we had a team six years ago to where I know how that feels. And, uh, you know, our coaching staff knows how that feels. We know what it takes. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we want to be able to play the best. And I have a lot of respect for Coach Davidson, Blackhawk Christian, what they've uh, accomplished over the years. Uh, they've got a great program over there. They got great players, uh, and I know that it starts with uh, Caleb first. Um, very, uh, again, very unselfish player. He plays basketball the right way, and uh, you know I've got a lot, of, a lot of respect for you know the way he plays and the way his teammates surrounding him play. So I know it's going to be you know hard work. Um, I know they're not concerned about that right now. I think they have Wayne tonight. Uh, looking forward to watching that, um, and I think they play Saturday also. So, um, you know, we, we, and we play tomorrow. So uh, I'm sure that's the least of their worries right now. That's the, the same way with us. Once tomorrow night ends, then we'll start focusing on what we need to do uh, to, uh, to compete at a high level versus Blackhawk Christian come Tuesday night. All right, buddy. Always a pleasure. Thanks for the time. Good luck tomorrow. And uh, going forward, I'm sure we'll catch up to you. All right. Thanks for having me. Take Have- care. That was Coach Chris Johnson, Homestead Spartans, his team 11-0. And, uh, again, the, the, the great effort by Fletcher Lawyer, Fletcher Lawyer, 50 points at Marion on December 29th in a 92-77 to win over the Giants. Of course, uh, Fletcher moved in from Michigan. His older brother, Foster, plays for Michigan State and uh, has really taken Homestead to another level uh, as a compliment to Luke Goody on the, in the backcourt in terms of Division One talent. Of course, Fletcher Laura committed to Purdue with Luke Goody having signed, sealed, and delivered to the Illini of Illinois. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Coach Ed Bentley, Westview Warriors, will join us. We'll talk some NECC basketball when we come back. Bryce Vance a little later as well. It's the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Kevin Harlan here from Westwood One. Join us for Super Wild Card Weekend. Saturday, it's the Colts at Buffalo. 
and Washington will host Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then on Sunday, Derrick Henry and the Titans host Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. The Bears are in New Orleans, and the Browns are at Pittsburgh. If it's the NFL playoffs, it's right here on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. In the area, it's tough to be sure you're partnering with the right business to get the job done. Alliance Exteriors is here to make that decision easier for you. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal roofing, shingle roofing, and more. They promise to take care of you for life. From the time a team member arrives at your door to years after your job is completed with a lifetime warranty. Did you know booking your roofing project with Alliance Exteriors in winter will save you thousands and guarantees that your home will be at the front of the line come springtime? Call Alliance Exteriors today, 908-5465. Check out their Facebook or visit their website at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate. All estimates come with an exclusive 10-point inspection, a $129 value for free. Book now to save thousands off the last roof you will ever put on your home. Don't forget to ask about their first responder discount. Start the process with Alliance Exteriors, your partners for life. Mike Rowe here reminding you to call or click 811 before you dig. I don't care if you're putting in a fence post or a mailbox or working out in the garden. There's a lot of stuff underground you can't see. And every few minutes, somebody tears into a line, pipe, cable, or wire. Don't be that person. Call or click 811 before you dig. Or better yet, go to safeexcavator.com to see what I look like rowing a boat in a sewer. It'll leave an impression guaranteed. To sum up, call or click 811 before you dig and visit Safe Excavator. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the High School Coaches Show. Justin Kenny, John Graham here till 7 o'clock. 7.30 this evening, tune in. Brett Rump will be live from Wayne High School. Be Blackhawk Christian. The Braves taking on the Generals. We talked to Coach Chris Johnson before the break the team that will play the Blackhawk Christian Braves next Tuesday. But uh, 8-0 and undefeated Blackhawk Christian looks to make it 9-0 and tonight against a, a very spunky Wayne team that, uh, you know, the, the, the record doesn't look great at 4-5, and but, you know, they were there at Leo early in December, uh, hanging around late. They gave Snyder fits on the road to open the SAC. Uh, they were pesky against New Haven before fading late. So this is a, a team not to take lightly in Brian, Byron Pickens' second season with the Generals. There's some talent definitely with that team. And, of course, the Wayne Generals tonight, again, host Blackhawk Christian, then they go to Northside tomorrow night in one of the uh, more interesting matchups in the SAC coming up tomorrow evening. Something else we got coming up, the NECC tournament would get started next week. There's a lot of intrigue. We're going to talk more about it with Bryce Vance a little bit later, but let's uh, zero in on the Westview Warriors with head coach Ed Bentley, who joins us right now. Coach, how are you? Very good. How you guys doing? Not bad, Coach. Congratulations on a six and two start. I know uh, you know the loss to East Noble a couple days ago uh, was a bit of a setback. So so take me through that one as as you guys are, are are kind of on a road trip here, five straight road games and uh, and drop one in Kendallville earlier this week. Yeah, you know we had a um, we had a pretty emotional weekend over the uh, going back to Angola, but um, had one day to prep for East Noble. But um, you know I had a nine point lead in that game. Um, 
just didn't take care of the ball like we should have. And then, you know, from that point on, it was a game. So, um, you know, I'm a firm believer right now. It's just kind of figuring out, you know, what our kinks in our armor are and trying to um, iron those out a little bit. So, um, in a way, it was good for us to um, be put in that situation. And I've loved the kids the way they rebound in the last two days. So, um, look forward to getting back out there tomorrow night. Coach, you mentioned the emotions of going to Angola last week, and it's a, a team that you coached uh, for seven years, and you know four straight you know, nineteen or seventeen plus win seasons, three sectionals in four years. What were the emotions uh, for you last week? Um, well, I, you know, I, I honestly, I'm not just talking coach cliche here, but it, you know, I it, I tried to not think about it too much and just worry about our kids and focus on what, who we are now and. Um, we talk about putting our two feet um, and, you know, putting your two feet where you are right now and, and caring about where you are right now. So, um, obviously, you know, I love those kids over there, and they I, I watched most of them grow up since they were um, since they were little elementary school kids. So um, there, there, was some, there was some emotional stuff there, but um, our kids here at Westview handled it really well and um, didn't shoot the ball really, you know, um, tremendously well in that game, but we did enough to, um, you know, make the plays and execute down the stretch. So um, it was good to get in and out of there with a the win. So, Coach, you, know, you when when you left Angola, you could have you know went anywhere. You know, I'm sure you looked at various jobs. What made you look at Westview? Um, you know, honestly, Rob Yoder. Um, I, I came from. I'm a I'm a retired military guy. I came from. Then coached Tri-State for um, six years under Rob Harmon. And then uh, um, so I'd kind of been in the area for a little while and watched uh, um, watch Westview play. But Rob, uh, um, our first two years at Angola were uh, – we played hard. We just weren't very um, – we just weren't very good. And, uh, you know, squeaked out nine or eight wins. But Rob was a mentor for me early on. and He didn't mind sitting down and talking about program development and, and, uh, and stuff like that. So – um, we got a lot in common as far as what we, um, how we feel basketball should be played, and, and I always respected how hard they played over here. And, um, you know, maybe not the first two years, but uh, past that, we always had battles. So, um, just respected that. And uh, honestly, I, you know, I, I probably could have gone a lot of places, but um, my wife's ingrained in Fort Wayne, and and my kids love the area, so this was just kind of a natural fit for us. You know, Coach, a lot of people with short-term memories think, okay, you know, Charlie Yoder, he's gone. You know, the, the cupboard's going to be bare. But you look at the past, the recent past, the last decade or so, you know, you see a trip to state. You see a trip to the semi-state, yeah. a co- you know, a couple regional finals. I mean, this team has had sustained success. Yes. So, yes. I mean, for you, I mean, looking in the outside in, you're saying, well, well, Charlie's gone. What are they going to do? But there's yeah. always been talent here, and you've come in and kind of guided the ship forward. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I, I do think there's some credence in 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 understanding that there are places where winning is in their DNA and and they um you know, I remember Rob's year when when Hales and Rensburg and those guys were um maybe sophomores or um, I don't know if they were sophomores or freshmen, but they, they finished five hundred. Um down from that state championship team or the state championship game team, and and you're, you know, for here that's kind of a down that that's their down year. And I don't mean down in a negative way, but that's their 
that's their rebuilding stuff. So they don't drop off the face of the earth. So there's been a um, winning winning lens to that. I mean, young kids watch watch teams win, and and um, they want to be a part of that and add to that history. So that was definitely also a draw that um, I think I think in 20 years, if you can go to state championship game three times, that you're you know just the DNA is there for it to be. Uh, um, to be possible and and have success there, so we um, you still got to work your tails off and still got to um, you know do development from the ground up, but um, but it's it's there. So um, it's hard to go to place and try to get them to believe that they can win and then do it. But here they don't, you know, that's not an issue. So um, that, that was really an, um, really exciting for me. Coach Ed Bentley, Westview Warriors, joining us here on the high school coaches show. All right, coach, let's talk about a couple of your guys that have stepped up. You know, Mason Yoder's been big. Uh, Drew Litweiler has been big. These guys that were waiting have been there and have have, have helped out too. But it was always Charlie, Charlie, Charlie in terms sure. of the attention from the outside. So a little bit about these guys that uh, are finally getting their shot in the spotlight for you. Yeah, and and I remember the very first meeting and and in today's world with the COVID deal, we. Uh, you know, where everybody's doing Zoom meetings. And so we were on a Zoom meeting, and, and one of the very first things I told the guys was, hey, look, we just we just graduated one of the best players of all time here, and, and rightfully so. Like, if I was coaching Charlie, Charlie would have the ball in his hands a lot. Um, to, it gets to be whipped around a little bit more. And, and um, you know, we have a, a mantra this year that it's not, it's not who scores, it's how we score. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do believe that this group, when we're – when we're when we're going on full cylinders, that we have a bunch of guys that could get double digits tonight, and it's kind of hard to pinpoint and 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 plan for us. So, um, Drew is a uh, you know Drew has been in uh, in the proverbial shadows, I guess, for a couple of years now. But he's been in those big games. I mean, he's played in the semi-state, and um, and then the Miller the the Miller twins are just uh, um, two of the and I. I took pride at Angola because I thought we were always a little underskilled or a lot underskilled, but we, you know, led the state in defense and we just gritted things out. Um, Luke and Lyndon fit that mold. I mean, they just, um, we had a film session yesterday and it was about, you know, they just don't care who scores. They just, they just want to win. They want to help their teammates out and, um, just kind of make the right plays. And then, uh, Mason is probably, um, uh, I, we started working together early on, but he he's improved so much, and, and he's just literally at the tip of the iceberg with like his IQ for the game. His athleticism is phenomenal. He he was at one point shooting about sixty eight percent from uh, one two dribble pull ups, which is um, and and not just low quantity of them, but he was shooting high high numbers of them and shooting at a high percentage. So um, can definitely score it and. Um, you know, at, time, at times we need him to be our best defender as far as on the ball and all that. So he's got um, – he's learning both ends of the floor. But And then you add in kids, Ben Burkett, who, who um, has been kind of playing at the points uh, sporadically the last couple of years. And, um, you know, I think he's understood he's, – he's got a better understanding for um, managing a game and um, – you know, getting people the ball when they're hot, and um, and then he's just kind of a. Uh, I'm a big fisherman, and we always talk about mosquitoes out on a boat, and he's like that mosquito that you just can't get <laughs> away from, and he just kind of gets up under you and frustrates you. And then obviously, uh, uh, Brady Yoder is uh, 
um, is going to be something special. He's uh, um, can shoot it and still young. Like at times, you got to remember that he's only a sophomore, and, um, but he can he can absolutely stroke it. And comes from a basketball rich uh, basketball rich family and, and, and environment. So um, you know, all the guys we're, we're you know we also have a little thing we say we're we're, we're pretty average when we're when we're thinking about ourselves. And but if we're if we're if everybody's just thinking about the collective unit, we're 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 uh, uh, we got the potential to be pretty pretty good. All right, coach. Hey, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Uh, you're off to a yeah. six and two start. You get Hamilton tomorrow, and then you meet the Marines again to open the NECC yeah. tournament next week. So good luck. Good luck going forward. Big wins already over Busco and Central Noble in the conference, in addition to Lakeland Angola. So uh, keep it going, buddy. Okay. Thank you very much, guys. That was Coach Ed Bentley, Westview Warriors, joining us. His team, uh, six and two, lost Charlie Yoder to graduation uh, last year, but uh, hasn't really missed a beat, and uh, and that's proven by by what we're seeing on the floor. The Westview Warriors atop the NECC right now with a four and O record, and we'll see if they can keep that going. And always a staple in the two A tournament, really. I mean, uh, consistently dangerous. The Westview Warriors, and no doubt, look to be the same. This year, we're going to take our final break of the night. Come back, Bryce Vance of KPC Media Group will join us. This is the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. This is Kevin Harlan from Westwood One. Join us for the NFL Super Wild Card Sunday Triple Header. First up, Derrick Henry and the Titans host Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Then the Bears visit Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Finally, it's a rivalry in primetime when the Browns are in Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. If it's the NFL playoffs, it's right here on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at warbyparker.com slash terms. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. Have you ever wondered why eyeglasses cost so much? Glasses have been around 700 years. Isn't technology supposed to get less expensive over time? Well, there's a simple explanation. For decades, the eyewear industry has been dominated by a single company that's kept prices artificially high while reaping huge profits. Yikes. Warby Parker was created to change that. They design and produce their own eyewear and then sell it directly to you for a fraction of the price. Warby Parker's high-quality glasses start at just $95, including your prescription. And if you need an updated prescription, they've got a few easy ways to help you get one. Just go to warbyparker.com to try five pairs of frames for free. They'll ship them to you to try out for five days. If you find a style you like, they'll send you a fresh pair with your prescription. Easy. Go to warbyparker.com to pick your five frames to try on at home for free. That's warbyparker.com to get started for free. Warbyparker.com. It isn't a game. It's not a game. Not a game. Not a game. It's real. It's real. It's real. It's real, and it's here. Right here. It's impacting Hoosiers right here, right now. Right now. Right now. You've probably seen it. Maybe you didn't even know. But you can't just ignore it. You can't ignore it. You can't ignore it. It's human trafficking. It's happening right here in Indiana, and we can't ignore it. Do more. Go to cnfreein.com. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Indiana Army 
Army National Guard, aired by the Indiana Broadcasters Association and this station. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. I've used Gibson's once for heating and once for plumbing now. From the schedulers to the technicians, everyone has been professional, personable, and upfront with pricing and expectations. There is no sense of pressure and they explain everything thoroughly. Absolutely have a loyal customer. Your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, Gibson'sHeating.com. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back for the final time here on the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny here. He is John Graham coming up in a little over a half hour. Brett Rump will be live from Wayne High School, Blackhawk Christian Braves, Wayne Generals, Boys Basketball. Tip off 7.30 or thereabouts, maybe a little later, depending on that JV game tipping at 6 o'clock. Our final guest of the night is usually our first guest guest of the evening. Switching it up tonight, Mr. Bryce Vance join us of KPC Media Group. Bryce, how are you? I'm doing great, Justin. How are you? Just living the dream over here, buddy. And, um, you know, we usually talk NECC, ACAC, and we just happen to have a couple conference tournaments of those two coming up next week. And before we kind of go into the particulars, wanted to ask you, should one or both of these tournaments be played at a central location? Um, I think with the NECC, since I'm, I'm more familiar with that one, um, I know there's been discussions, you know, about putting it at a more – central location um i mean i know that trine has been thrown around in the past but that's just i think too far for for some of those schools on the west side you know fairfield west noble lakeland um i mean it it just feels like it's it's a little too far to make them go up there potentially four times in a week um i mean I, i would maybe like to see the semifinals and finals both be played up there um i I think that would be a a pretty cool experience um but i'm just i'm not so sure that it's feasible for the for these schools uh or they want to go up there and play in a centralized location even though that would probably be one of the best venues in northeast indiana to play at for sure. Bryce, let's look at the uh, Northeast 8. We finally we've played one conference game. It was the Calvin Norwell, and that's all we've played. And uh, luckily this weekend we get the uh, conference slate started in earnest. So from what we thought in the preseason to now, a lot of these teams getting six, seven, eight games in non-conference, yep. do we still look at the hierarchy of this league the same that we as we did before the season began? I would have to say that it's it's probably still Leo at the top, and then you have about maybe two to three to maybe even a fourth team in there that that could challenge them on any given night. Uh, I've seen I've seen DeKalb, um, and I, I think they have the pieces. I think Connor Penrod is is a really good player, one of the best bigs I think in the in the area. Um, I, I like what they have as far as depth and shooters. You know, Alex Leslie, Cole Richmond both can, can shoot the ball very well. Um, I think East Noble, I think East Noble's turned a corner here. They just beat Westview, who is arguably one of the best uh, two-way programs in the area. Uh, they beat them on their home floor uh, in Kinderville, excuse me, the other night in a, in a good win. Uh, I think they have the potential to challenge everybody on their conference schedule. Um, and I, I, New Haven, 
but the beating of Snyder the other night, I think showed what they're capable of. I, I think we've seen maybe the worst and the best of, of New Haven in, in recent weeks. They New Haven went all the way up to Fremont a couple of weeks ago and, and barely squeaked that one out. Um, Fremont had two looks at, in the final like 10 seconds to win that game and, and just couldn't find the bottom of the net. So I still think it's probably Leo at the top, but you still are, have some teams that are, that are probably starting to turn a little bit um, a little bit more in a positive direction and could challenge them here um, down the line. We'll stay to the boys' side, Bryce, and look at the NECC conference mm-hmm. tournament coming up next week. And, you know, you could make a case for several teams in this one. Westview, yep. East Side, Central Noble, Cherubusco. I mean, uh, what direction do th- does this uh, matchup come out next week? Unfortunately, it's kind of a lopsided bracket with a lot yep. of the t- top teams playing in early rounds. But uh, what do you expect next week in the NECC? Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting that the bottom half of the bracket, the one, the half that features Westview, Central Noble, and, and Busco, all on one side. Um, one of those three is going to be playing in a championship. And my guess against either West Noble or East Side, I think those are the top two teams on on that side of the bracket. Uh, but I, the way Cherubusco and Central Noble are playing right now, and those two teams would meet. Um, in, in one of the quarterfinals, which um, if you remember their two meetings last season, three meetings, excuse me, they played in the regular season and the ACC tournament and and uh, even in, in the sectional. Um, those those two teams, I think, have some, some are just playing. Busco has scored over 100 points in their last two games. Um, maybe say what you will about the competition, but to still put up over 100 points in high school basketball is is pretty a, a tremendous accomplishment. And they had just have so many guys and and uh, Drew Clay, who is coming on as a freshman to help uh, Luke McClure, Jackson Paul, Lane Jordan. I mean, they, I wouldn't surprise me if, if they were a conference uh, champs next Saturday night. Uh, just because they they went through the ringer before in the sectional, um, which features a lot of the the same powerhouses in the NECC. But I'm I'm not going to count out Westview. They host the championship game. Um, they're struggling a little bit right now, but I still think the Warriors have the potential to uh, to win it all, to win it all. All right, Bryce. Before we let you go, did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? Um, you know, see, I really didn't need a whole lot of things. There's a lot of things that uh, are coming up in this next year that I kind of already got. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I was pretty thankful and didn't need a whole lot this Christmas, but, um, I, I think I did. I think I got all what I needed already. Your Christmases are about to be a whole lot different, my friend (laughs) telling you that. Yeah, and I don't even think the audience knows what no. we're kind of talking here, and, and we don't need to tell them, but yeah, they are going to get a, a lot more different in a different location, and just a, a lot of different things are going to be happening for me and the rest of my family the, the rest of this year. Yeah, buddy. All right, buddy. Hey, appreciate the time as always. We'll catch up to you next week, my man. All right. Thanks, Justin. That was Bryce Vance. Taking us to the end of the show here. The Hoosiers play tonight. I think they tip off here in just a couple of minutes. They're at, uh, where are they at? Uh, where are they at? Wisconsin? I think they're at Wisconsin. So we'll see if the uh, Indiana Hoosiers can make it two straight. Uh, going to, I think it's the Cole Center. Up there in Madison, taking on the Badgers. Uh, later on, just a half hour or so, Purdue, Nebraska, 7 o'clock. Or excuse me, what am I talking about? Blackhawk Christian and Wayne coming up. Boys basketball from Wayne High School. Listen to Brett Rump for all the action coming up in about a half hour. That's going to do it for us. 
For John Graham, I'm Justin Kenny. This has been the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan, the high school coaches show with Justin Kenny on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the podcast at 1380thefan.com or wherever you get podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.